0: If you have served our country or are currently serving, you stand to your feet for me. Can you do that? I want to acknowledge you. Thank you. In my opinion, you deserve more than a day deserve a month you deserve six months Uh, we're grateful for you and all that you are currently doing or have done for us to experience the freedom we experience well the bad news is you're stuck with me again it is it is a fact where are my complainers any complainers today Have you practiced it this week? I'll give you a story before I begin. It was two days ago, we're walking into Walmart, I think it was on Friday, and it was actually pretty hot outside. And my wife's walking beside me and she says, why is it so hot? I said, you're not complaining, are you? And she said this, and she wasn't wrong. She says, no, I was just asking a question. <laughs> Someone told me, too, just a second ago. They said, people are walking in, how are you doing? I said, can't complain, right? And he said, no, you can complain. You need to respond with, you won't complain. I said, that was good. Where were you last week? <laughs> Where were you? Anyway... We're in our second week of greater gratitude, and I hope that uh, you are experiencing gratitude like never before during this season, and hopefully for the rest of the 11 months out of the year. How many of you are getting maybe enticed by or seeing some Black Friday specials? Anybody? You're seeing them. They're coming in the mail. What's that? You're seeing them on social media. Man, I will never forget, Um, I said these words not too long ago. I said, man, the only thing I want during this time of year is I want these pair of shoes. I just want these shoes. Like, I'll be happy if I get these one pair of shoes. I just want these shoes. Maybe the ladies can relate with me more uh, this morning than the fellas. I'll admit it. But I was like, man, if I just get these one pair of shoes... Man, I'll be satisfied. I'll be happy. So finally, I get these pair of shoes. I bring them home. Man, I'm like, these are amazing. These are the best pair of shoes I've ever owned uh, because I would use them to work out in. Next thing you know, I go to the mall like two months later, and I see these same exact pair of shoes, but I see them in a different color, and I was like, man, I should have gotten that color. <laughs> Can anybody relate to that? Yeah? This morning, I'm going to be talking about contentment, contentment, because in that moment, I was not very content at all. Like, I was maybe content for two months, and then I experienced this discontentment after two months. I experienced it. I was like, man, now I want a different color pair of shoes. I want a different pair of shoes. Can anybody relate to that? Am I the only one? No. I wanted to illustrate it with my science fair project this morning, but this is what discontentment is like. This is what discontentment is like. Some of you are like, man, I would be happy with, my life would be satisfied if, my life would be full if I just had this, and this is how it works, okay? You're like, man, my life will be satisfied if I can just fill it with this, house, if I could just fill it with this pair of shoes, and this is what happens. You experience fulfillment for a little bit, but then what slowly begins to happen is what? You want more, right? You want more, and you want more, and you want more, and before you know it, before you know it, if you give it time eventually, this will be empty. And you'll be longing for even more. And this is what I want you to know this morning if you check out, if you can remember this statement, that discontentment is a bottomless pit. Discontentment is a bottomless pit because it's gonna leave you wanting more and more and more and more and more. It is a bottomless pit. It's going to fulfill you for a short period of time, but then it's going to slowly leave you empty, wanting more. What is it in your life, maybe during this season, that you've said, man, I'll be happy if I get this, and you got that, and it still left you empty? It still left you empty. See, we fall into this discontentment trap whenever we fall into the land of er. Not E-R, but er. I want more er, something better. Are y'all hearing me? You fall into the land of er. Like, if I just had more of this, if I had a better this, then my life would be content. When you're just going to experience discontentment because it's a bottomless pit, it's going to eventually leave you empty. It's going to leave you empty. Because here's the thing, there is always something better, someone better. There's always something, always, always. But the world is good at trying to get us to fail, to suck us in when it comes to discontentment. Like they want you wanting more. They want you to buy whatever it is that you think you need to have. Like our world teaches us to not be content but always want more. Like you're not satisfied, you need that. You need it. You experienced that? See, the fruit of true gratefulness is contentment. The fruit of true gratefulness is contentment. Are you content this morning? Are you? Because contentment removes the need for more. Contentment removes the need for more. You're like, I don't need more. I don't need something better. Like, I'm content. I don't need it. I am completely satisfied with what I have and where I'm at right now. If you have your copy of God's word with you this morning, if you could do me a huge favor and turn to Philippians chapter 4. If you don't believe me that discontentment is a real thing, as I was doing some research this week, they say the average family moves every five years. So how many of you are coming up on year five? They are like, I need a different house. Some of you are like, that's not in the... The debate right now interest rates are seven percent i feel you all right also here it is too when it comes to relationships they say relationships last these days no longer than seven years do you see how the world gets us to be discontent even in the marriages that we're in Even in the house that we live in, maybe the car that you drive, like I got to have the newest, I got to have the latest, like this house I'm not content with anymore. This relationship I'm not content with anymore. But this is what Paul says from where, where is he writing this from again? Prison. Writing this from prison. This is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to read in verse 11. It says, I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned, maybe circle that, underline that word, learn. For I have learned to be what? Yeah. Underline that. I have learned to be content. Whatever the circumstance. Heard that song this morning, Jireh. He's our provider. I will be content in any circumstance. He's Jireh. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned, there it is again, learn. I have learned the secret. Shh. I'll tell people the secret now. Paul wants you to know the secret. He wants you to know the secret. Here it is. Here's the secret ingredient, the secret recipe. In any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, here it is, the miss. Misquoted verse in all of scripture. Here it is, you ready? I'm gonna burst some of your bubbles. Philippians 4, 13, you might know this one by heart. I can do everything through him who gives me the strength. You can run that mile through him who gives you the strength. Is that what it's talking about? It's not what it's talking about, is it? What was he just talking about, being what? Content. Being Content. See, one of the first statements that I want to make this morning is this, is contentment is a learning process. Contentment is a learning process, just like I gave you last week that to not complain is a learning process, contentment's a learning process. Like you never graduate one week and you're like, man, I have this thing down. You're always learning, right? You're always learning week after week. We're not born content. We're born with these sin natures that always want more, that always want the latest, always want the greatest. We're not born content like many of you remember as parents when your kid was born, growing up a little bit, that little child that was an angel wasn't just content with one toy, right? It wasn't. Taught my girls, you get one toy, that's it for the next 10 years of your life. (laughs) I told him it's a learning process. (sighs) But selfishness comes naturally, right? Not being content, but selfishness. Like, I want more. I want something better. So the first thing, if we're gonna be content, in every circumstance, we're gonna be content We must be careful of the comparison trap. We must be careful of the comparison trap. Believe it or not, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, it's not. Some of you in your marriages, you might be like, man, I wish my marriage was like their marriage. Maybe some of you in your parenting, I wish my parenting was like them. Like they have, angels, I have, I'm not even going to say it. (laughs) But don't we get into this comparison trap, and there's one thing that makes it so easy these days that somebody invented, and I'm like, why did you invent it, called social media? Because maybe some of you remember, even I remember, a day with no social media and we were a lot more content. We were. But now we get into this comparison trap of I want what she has, I want what he has, and I love what one pastor says. A lot of times we compare our behind the scenes with everybody's highlight reel. We love to compare our behind the scenes that nobody else sees with everybody else's highlight reel. I'm just here to tell you Social media isn't a diary, it is a billboard. And we can fall into the comparison trap. We can. Man, I wish I could take a vacation like them when you have no clue behind the scenes how much debt they're in. See, we don't know the behind the scenes. We don't. I love what Theodore Roosevelt said. He said this, comparison is the thief of joy. And I want, and Paul wants you to have contentment, for you to have this gratitude. We can't have this gratitude. He's like, hey guys, I'm telling you, I know what it's like to have a lot, I know what it's like to have a little, I can tell you that. Know what it's like to have both. I can compare both worlds for you for a second. Maybe some of you can relate. You know what it's like to have a lot of money, and you know what it's like to not have a lot of money. I wish I could say that. Anyway, (laughs) maybe ask yourself this question next time it comes to getting anything. If nobody sees this purchase, would I still want it? Man, y'all weren't like amen on that one. (laughs) If nobody sees this purchase, would I still want it? Because a lot of times we buy whatever it is so that we can show it off to everybody else. And we have to ask ourselves, what are our motives behind us purchasing that thing or wanting that thing, whatever it is? Are we comparing ourselves to somebody else? It's like, they have it, therefore I want it. Because I'm here to tell you, maybe you can remember this, there is no win in comparison. There's no win in comparison. There isn't. Because this is what happens when we compare. Either we're going to walk away prideful or we're going to walk away jealous. We're going to walk away with one of those two. where I'm going to walk away, you know, very, very prideful or I'm going to walk away extremely jealous. See, we're good at convincing ourselves that we need things that we don't really need. Good at convincing, man, I really need that. Do you really need that? Or are you just not content? Because how's it going to leave you? It's going to leave you empty, right? It's going to leave you empty. Maybe ask yourself this question, who are you trying to keep up with? Who are you trying to keep up with? Because it can get exhausting. It can get exhausting. Who are you trying to keep up with? Because God didn't call you to be her, him, that family. See, many of you have heard this quote before don't buy things you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. More stuff won't make you more complete. More stuff won't make you more complete cuz I could have just kept adding more. You're like, "Man, no. If I just had some more. Let me get a little bit more. I need a little bit more. Need more." And then what's going to happen? It's eventually going to deplete. It's eventually going to be empty again. Like, "No, I just want more." So are we falling into the comparison trap? Because like I said, it can lead in jealousy too. And this is what it says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 30. It says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy, jealousy rots the bones. Man, I want a heart at peace. I want to have gratitude and be content like Paul's content. Here he is in prison, content, the worst of all circumstances, and he is content. Listen, contentment eliminates jealousy. It eliminates jealousy. So here's point two. Will we be satisfied with what we have? Be satisfied with what you have. Did you wake up this morning, you're like, God, with your gratitude list, Man, I'm satisfied with what I have. you wake up, you're like, man, I cannot wait to get a new car because this A.C. is not cutting it. Man, I cannot wait to get a new TV because I can barely see this TV anymore. I love this one story that someone shared. This one employee said to his boss, hey, boss, like, I will be content. I'll be satisfied if you just give me $1,000, if you give me $1,000, I'll be satisfied. I'll be content. So the boss pulls out his wallet, gives the guy $1,000. The employee walks around the corner to his other employee and said, Man, I should have asked for $10,000. <laughs> See, he wasn't even going to be satisfied with a $1,000 that he had. Are you satisfied with what God has given you right now? now are you be are you being faithful with what he's given you right now see i love this picture that i'm about to show you right now just look at this picture for a second of this girl let me ask you this when was the last time that we ran the water to brush our teeth and we just put our hands underneath the sink and we're just like thank you jesus for water The basic necessity, like we're taking a shower, and sometimes we're like, who took a shower? All the hot water's gone, right? I live in the house with three girls, three. Take cold showers sometimes, okay? I'm not complaining. Was that me complaining? Was I complaining? Sorry. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, just stating a fact, right? Come on. Preach. (laughs) But as I was thinking about this message, as I took a shower, God, thank you for the basic necessity of water in my house. Greater gratitude. God, I'm grateful because I take water for granted. But we don't think we're like, man, let's just keep this thing going. Paul's like, man, I know what it's like to have a lot. I know what it's like to have a little bit. And I've learned, I've learned, he says it twice, to be content, whatever the circumstance, whatever it is. See, someone said, he is richest who is content with the least. He is richest who is content with the least. Ecclesiastes chapter 6, verse 9, it says, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. The wisest person ever to live being Solomon himself says wanting more, not enjoying what you have, is like chasing the wind. It becomes exhausting. See, if you aren't satisfied with what you have, why do you think you'd be satisfied with more? If you aren't satisfied right now with what you have, why do you think you'd be satisfied with more? See, some of you might be here and you're like, man, if I was just in that relationship, if I had that relationship, and God's like, are you content with our relationship? Some of you are like, man, if I just had more of this, more money, more things, more whatever, whatever. See, are we filled with discontentment over what we don't have rather than gratitude over what we do have? Which one is it? Because outside things will never bring inside contentment. Won't. So this is what discontentment is. Discontentment is pride. It flows from a heart saying, I deserve better than God has given me. I'm guilty. That sometimes I will sit where I sit, I will be out on date nights with my wife, and I'll say things like, man, I wish we had this, or I wish we could do this, and what I'm saying to God is, I deserve better than what you've given me, God. Instead of me out with my wife on date night, thanking God for the woman across the table from me, for my three kids and my house, I could go on and on. Because contentment is a heart issue, not a money issue. It is. Hebrews 13, verse 5, says, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Abandon you. Which leads me to my last point this morning. Be satisfied with Jesus. Be satisfied with Jesus. See, it all comes down to who you know, not what you have. It all comes down to who you know, not what you have. Do you know Jesus this morning? Because if you know Jesus this morning, you have enough. If you know Jesus, you have enough. So my question for you, is Jesus enough for you? Is Jesus enough for you? Some of you say yes. Others of you are like, ah, no, if I had to be honest, I kind of want this or I want that on top of Jesus. I'm here to tell you, Jesus is enough for you. Many of y'all know the famous psalm, Psalm 23, verse 1 says this, The Lord is my shepherd, here it is, I shall not want or I lack nothing. Jesus is my shepherd, Jesus is my fulfillment, Jesus is my satisfaction, therefore I lack nothing. Jesus is enough. Because here's the difference between discontentment and contentment. Can I show you the difference for a second? Here's the difference. See, discontentment's gonna leave you empty, but what's Jesus gonna do? Jesus came that you may have life, life more abundantly, life to the fullest. So watch this for a second. When we find our contentment in Jesus, in Jesus alone, He is going to leave us satisfied. He is going to leave us full. He's not gonna leave us wanting that thing, whatever it might be, but Jesus leaves us full. Jesus is enough for us. But so often we want something else. We want something else when, listen, Jesus is enough. He's gonna leave you satisfied. He is our fulfillment. He is everything. See, stuff will leave you, but God will never leave you. He won't, he's not going anywhere. This isn't going anywhere. Jesus isn't going anywhere. No matter your circumstance, Paul is in prison. His circumstance isn't very bright right now. But God's like, Paul, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still gonna be your satisfaction. I'm still gonna be your fulfillment. I'm still enough for you. See, satisfaction lies in knowing that in Jesus Christ, you have all you need, have all you need. Because now, can we read Philippians chapter four, verse 13 in the right context, can we read it? Hey, I can be content, I can be content. In everything who gives me the strength, I can be content, you can be content. Let's replace that for a second and see how it sounds if we took out Jesus and replaced it with something else. I can do all things through drugs who strengthen me. do not work, right? I can be content through alcohol that strengthens me. Doesn't work. I can be content through education that strengthens me. I can be content through money that strengthens me. I can be content through success that strengthens me. I can be content through that relationship, through that friendship. Listen, I'm here to tell you, Jesus is the only one who can do all things through him who gives you the strength. He's the only one that you can be content with through everything, through every single circumstance. With Jesus, you can be content because we know that discontentment is a bottomless pit. What would happen? Imagine if we were satisfied with Jesus and our relationship with him. What would happen? We wouldn't buy things that we shouldn't buy. We wouldn't get in relationships we shouldn't get in. We wouldn't get into arguments that we get in. Like what would happen? if we were content, if we were satisfied with Jesus and Jesus alone. Because this is what Corey Ten Boone said as I close this morning. You may never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. Listen, he is all we need. Jesus is all we need. Jesus is all you need. You can be content in Jesus. He is your satisfaction. He is your fulfillment. Look to him during this time of year to have greater gratitude because of who he is in your life. It is about who you know, not what you have. I hope that you know Jesus this morning. That is our heart. That is our cry. That is our prayer for you, that you know Jesus, because if you have Jesus, you have enough. Let's pray. heads bowed and eyes closed this morning maybe you're here and you would say that you've been looking for something else other than Jesus to be content and you'd be honest with me honest with God this morning if that's you I just want to pray for you if you could just slip your hand up so right back down man I've been looking for something else for contentment for fulfillment and I know I need to find my fulfillment and contentment in Jesus. If that's you, just slip your hand out, slip right back down, I just wanna pray for you. See those hands, I see them, I do. Maybe you hear you'd be honest and you would say, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Your life keeps leaving you empty because you're trying to find satisfaction in other things other than Jesus and you don't have a relationship with Jesus this morning, if that's you, if you just raise your hand, I wanna pray for you. If you're here, you say, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want a relationship with Jesus this morning. Anybody this morning, don't miss a hand. God, this morning I'm grateful for your people who decided to come this morning to fix their eyes on you to hear from your word. And God, I pray they would be content through him who gives them the strength. God, that they would be content in every circumstance because Jesus, you are what we need and you're what everybody needs around us. God, thank you for who you are. for pray all these things in the name of Jesus.